<laughs> you hungry as shit, yo. Yo, I'm greedy, but I lead with that. Hungry as fuck, dog. Why are you to judge me? This is what in the relational fuck. We coming in raw. No music, just mm. just, just beef. <laughs> <laughs> Hella beef. I'm eating a burger, guys. Don't judge me. Yo, she's hungry as shit, yo. Like, <laughs> go ahead, take a bite. He's judgy as fuck. Why are we here though? Why are we here? Mike D from BC. What yeah, we talking Mike about? Yeah, Mike D today? from BE from BE <laughs> from BECU. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been saying that shit all fucking day. Um. Anyway, what in the relational fuck podcast? I'm Mike D from BC. Um. With uh, Tasha's hungry ass who ain't got no napkins. Greedy ass Tasha Rose. No, they really, they really didn't give you no napkins. Though. They served it, huh? Wow. Clearly they didn't. <laughs> wow. Go, to the, go wash your hands in the bathroom. What's the name of this place? I don't know. I mean, there's really nothing on my hand. I just always like to wipe my hand. Shout out to... um. Nah, we gonna I- talk about the food truck out front. That's what we are going to talk about. Well, I'm yeah, excited about my oyster po' boy. And fucking, um, I'm excited about my oyster po' boy. I always mispronounce oyster po' boy. I say oyster po' boy. That's what I was, was going to do. All right. What in the relational fuck? How you doing, Mike? I'm fantastic, man. Like, I'm good. Um, I'm great. How are you doing, Tasha? I'm fucking struggling, if we're being honest. Why? I got to buy a new washer and dryer. Okay. Fucking... I don't know. Struggles of being a homeowner. My fucking yard looks like shit. Want me to cut your grass? I'm still single. Want me to cut your grass? Oh, shit. Um, right, I offered twice. You didn't say yes, ladies and gentlemen, so you heard it. That's because there's supposed to be a girl cutting, one of the neighbor girls cutting my grass. I offered to um, cut her grass. Oh, yeah. There's Whoop. just, you know, uh-huh. I, and I need to stay out of my phone before people piss me off. But uh, overall, you know, life's well. Still single, but uh, dating. And watching the game, because you're about to be so not focused. Okay. <laughs> Look at the mic. Damn, Look man. at the mic. It's the okay, third fine. I'll, I'll, I'll turn my back to the game. Y'all don't know. I'm, like, big into sports. It's kind of my thing. Mostly team sports, but I like Olympic sports, too. I'm not fucking with the Olympics this year. Shit. Why? Because they are not allowing anybody to wear uh, Black Lives Matter uh, shirts, anything like that. Mm, I wasn't made aware of that. That's yes. shitty. Yeah, it really sucks. I'm not fucking with the Olympics this year. All right, boycott the Olympics. Got you know it. What I'm saying, but um, speaking of sports, yeah, we went out this weekend. We did. We, we went, went out, out, had drinks, um, the game, yeah, a little bit watched, of a boxing match. Yeah, watched somebody get knocked the fuck out Not, in a boxing match. Ugh, uh, was, we watched mm. uh, the Nets spank um, um, the Celtics. You I don't know if I'd say spank. Yeah, they spanked them. It was by like a good fifteen. Mm. I'm a Celtics fan. He's going to drag me. That's Oh, yeah, I took the jersey off immediately after yeah. and just had the girls out. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. But I am a Celtics fan. Um, but, yeah, so we was out. And th- it made me think about how COVID has impacted people's social lives. And some of the things that I've missed from being able to be out and about and have a drink in a bar that's above 50% capacity. It was kind of dope. Yeah. And, you know, we had the great benefit of seeing some shit, overhearing some conversations. What was your funniest people watching experience of the day? The nigga with the coleslaw. Okay, so this <laughs> nigga with this coleslaw, man. Let me tell y'all, part of my language, y'all. Yo, but you was looking at me. It was like you was. You was the funny thing is like you could see, dude. Yeah, I couldn't see him, mm-hmm. but you could see him, and you was like, you noticed that like the the waitress kept going back and forth, mm-hmm. and it was like, mm-hmm. yo, this nigga just ordered coleslaw, <laughs> like nothing else, just popping coleslaw. Okay, so for a little context. This is a restaurant where, by design, the bitches got their titties out. Just by design. You know, they also had on short shorts, Daisy Dukes, but they didn't have any, like, stockings on. So you're seeing skin. So basically, these bitches are barely dressed. Cool, smooth, great. We came for the drinks. We came for the views. Got it. 
This nigga walks in, and I need to stop saying that. This man walks in, probably early 40s. He looks like the dude from the meme, the black dude with the glasses who's kind of balding. You talking about the, the one that where he's holding the phone? Yes, like with the, with, the phone. with the clip on his belt? Yes, that's who he looked like, right? And it looked like he sat in this section by design. So, boom, the waitress comes over. She's actually training someone, right? So, at first, they come over together. Mm-hmm. She, he reaches for a hug. She hugs him. So, she knows him. Boom, her little trainee dips off and go does something else. This server goes to take a seat, right? But she looks around like, ooh, I don't know if I should sit. So, they're kind of talking, talking, whatever, talking a bit. They bring this man a Coca-Cola or Pepsi, whatever the fuck it was. It was a soda, no liquor. <laughs> she comes back a couple times She does a couple table touches No food, no nothing no, Nothing in her hands By herself without a trainee Right? And he's like Trying to get her to sit down And talk to him You know It just looked like Straight typical trick shit to me And I'm like Okay bitch Get your money But then they bring this man A side of coleslaw <laughs> I don't know about y'all I don't fucking eat coleslaw I feel like that's old people food Coleslaw is fucking Nasty. It's cabbage and mayonnaise, basically. Cabbage and tartar coleslaw sauce. Coleslaw is trash. Trash bro. as fuck. So if you eat coleslaw, hella questionable, or you grew up, you were raised by old people. Like if you're if your grandma or your pops or somebody grandpa raised you, sure, you eat coleslaw because you were you were raised by the old folks. They need that soft, mushy food, right? Coleslaw is so trash. So trash. Why don't you just use the little um ring light? That's a but good yeah. question. So they deliver this man some coleslaw and you could just tell it was just trickish behavior. Um, he's trying to get her information, probably already has it, you know, trying to set something up, blah, blah, but it was just funny. I love people watching. One of my favorites was, there was like a group of, um, young, young women behind us. And there was a man there. There's like two men there too, but, and like bitches be talking and they be talking all loud for everybody to hear. And, you know, you serve a little liquor, you just get louder. And she was talking shit about, it was like a, what do they call them? Telenueva. What are those? What are those Mexican soap operas? Telemundo? No. I think they're the, I don't know, novellas. Sure. Whatever. Novellas. Okay, cool. So they're talking about Mexican soap operas, right? And she's talking about how she doesn't like this one character, blah, 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 because the bitch is so messy and she be acting like she's with the shit, but she basically never says it with her chest out. And I swear, I don't know if that's just what I thought she said, if that's just how it translated in my head. But in my head, you could not tell me this bitch did not say, say it with some bass in your voice because that's what it yeah. translated to me. And I'm just, I'm trying not to laugh. And it's just fucking funny. They was, they was reckless over there a little bit. It was a good time. People watching. I missed, I missed being able to be out and about, you know, face masks are going to be a thing. But now shit's above 50% capacity. So I'm so with it. It was kind of um, dope, though. It was really dope to be outside and to see humans again. And to see humans interact and you can like. Like I'm kind of, I think I'm starting to. Want to go outside again? Yeah, I kind of flirted with the uh, trainee a little bit on behalf of not myself, but you know. I asked to see what she looked like. I'm a good wingman. If you don't know, now you know. I just asked that you need a good wingman. Mm, no, I don't no, need you, a wingman. You do. I'm not because shooting my nobody shot. shoots their shot at you at oh, events. Oh yeah, let's talk about this. Speaking okay, of so- this, hold on, time out. So last episode, if y'all didn't know, I came up with an idea for a uh, contest. And we win a date with so Ta- fast. Go we ahead. the win a date with Tasha contest. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad you put your phone over there because now I can kind of sneak glances at this. Uh, at and I can see, I can see you though. Yeah. So keep focused. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> no, but um, had the contest, the win a date with Tasha contest, which I will was, say that it wasn't very well put together. In my it was. Opinion. It, it was hella on the spot. It was on okay. the spot. I, I didn't even like, plan it. So, 
You know, so, um, but it was a great idea. Uh-huh. It was very happened, great. What happened, Mike? It was very great. What happened, Mike? Yo, so many people Ooh, shit. did not. <laughs> nobody, nobody shot the shot. Nobody pulled up. Nobody but shot. I made, okay. I made the Facebook post and people were shooting a shot on the Facebook post. But they weren't really shooting their shot on the Facebook post. I will say there's not a single person that said something on that Facebook post that then reached out to me when they're like, oh, we'll just go directly to the source. We don't got to do the contest. Nobody did that. So we can put this to rest right now. And I'll never mention it again. We don't ever have to speak on it. But people don't shoot their shot. And that's okay. I mean, it's not okay, but it just is what it is. But don't ever doubt me when I be like, oh, she's lying. Hey, there must be something know, wrong. Like, yo, uh, like, look, man, she, uh, no. she proved us right. Yeah, she <clears throat> proved herself right, not you guys right. You guys was questioning it. I proved. Oh, I, yeah, she proved us wrong. Yeah, me. I proved you wrong. She proved us wrong. Yeah, uh, so we move right along. So nobody went to date, but that's okay. Whatever. My man's out there. So you still single? Somewhere out there beneath the pale moonlight. I have no idea what song Someone's this is. Someone's thinking of you. You never seen Fievel? American oh Tale? Oh my God, don't remind me of Fievel. But do I remember the songs? No, but yes, That was I the see. main song Fievel from Fievel. Fievel Goes Fievel. to America? No, that was just called Five. Yeah, Fievel. Oh no, okay. was it called Fievel Goes to America? I think so. I remember they had Fievel Goes West. Oh yeah, I remember Fievel Goes had, West. Uh, Fievel, oh no, the, the first American. one was called American Tale. And they were giving that shit out at McDonald's. You, found, you got it in your, your Happy Meal. Did you know that? I don't recall. It might be the 10 years difference, but I definitely got mine in a Happy Meal. No, because I would have remembered that because I was like. You may not have been getting Happy Meals is my point. At what age? I mean, I got it when I was young, young. So you would have been a teenager. Uh, I mean, if I was five, you would have been I got to look this up. I got to look this up to see when uh, Five of Goals West came out. Go ahead. I remember American Tale. Yeah, go ahead. That was the um, first one. But anyway. But yeah, so yeah. Damn, hella did like. You just threw it all the way off, bro. Um, but, yeah, so nobody shoots the shot. I won't ever mention it again. Just know it's a thing. It's a real thing. Uh, I proved myself right, and all you people that had something to say, can't believe it. Oh, no, why? Boom, it's a thing. All you guys on there saying you would, you could, you should, but you didn't. So we moving right along. Um, that. I'm sorry to hear that. Am I still single? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I'm still single. And you know what? I had a couple realizations over the mm. past uh, week. Mm. Probably <clears throat> the more than week. a week, but, yeah. Over the past, no, no, this one was the first one. Uh, we kind of talked about it before in one of the earlier episodes. Mm-hmm. Was it last season or this season? I've, I think it was last season. So, no, it was well, this what season. What did we talk about? What it was this you? season where I had said that I had somebody that used to only hit me up. Oh, yeah. For penis. <laughs> and well, here's the thing. That is, a, that is a, a theme in your life. It's not just. No, no, but there's one specific. No, it would, I didn't have a theme in my life of people only hitting me up for penis. You were okay with being the side nigga, which means you okay. were just dick. No, I wasn't. I wasn't just dick. These, the, the, we're not talking about that. We're not, we're not getting diverted from. I guess it's just we always classify things differently. And if there's side, no hopes of a relationship. Like, for example. Okay. So, so, I, I thought we're not getting diverted. No, no. because so, no, you keep going. I can't watch TV. So this is the thing. Focus. So when it comes to the side nigga, the side nigga presents more than just dick. They're giving something that the main nigga is not being able to give. It's more than just dick. For example, when I was a side nigga, we were going on dates. We were going, she was coming to shows. That's a uh, whole ass relationship, bro. Exactly. You're just I was the cheaters. relationship number two. Side nigga. Oh, okay. I guess. Yeah. Okay, sure. You just proved me wrong. All right. Yeah. Score I've one never for had the it. mic. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I've never had a side nigga, so I don't know. So, um, but there was one person that, you know, I, I was thinking about the situation. <laughs> and uh I realized like she would all she would she would always hit me sporadically. Mm-hmm. Um she would always come over with something to drink. Mm-hmm. Get you lick it up, because lick is um, quicker. She'd be all nice and sweet to me, mm-hmm. talking nice. You know, how you been? What's been up? You know what I'm saying? Like, being all cool and shit. I'm hungry as fuck, yo. And then we'd get to fucking. Straight and to fucking. And, oh, no. It wouldn't be straight to fucking, because she kind of, like, warmed the car up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and since you're the car, yeah, you I'm, get the and so then And then it was just like, yo, she really put it the fuck on me. Oh, yeah. This is the bitch who be fucking you. Yo, she put it the, the dick. fuck on me. Like, yeah, a little bit. Look, a little bit. Dog, had you like, oh, like you ever seen that meme where it was like, uh, old girl was like, uh, uh, it would say something like, when you get a flashback of some nasty shit that you ever seen that one. Is it like a TikTok or is it a meme? It was a meme. I don't know. Okay, I seen but a anyway, TikTok, but not a meme. But yeah, it was. Isn't well, it you, crazy that we measure things in TikToks and memes and shit now? I don't measure anything in TikTok. You just did it. Oh, not TikTok. Yeah. Okay, you. But it just it. no. It just reminded me of this meme where mm-hmm. you like think about some nasty shit that somebody did to you. You start Ooh. cheesing sh- exactly. Ooh. So that's what it was. And I was just like, oh, and then it dawned on me how niggas be hanging out and they'd be like, yeah, man, I got a little, uh, I got a little, uh, you know what I'm saying? Little joint that's, you know, somebody getting a little hoe I'm about to go link up with and all that shit. Dudes do that. They'd be like, I realized I was the hoe. You were the hoe. I was the hoe. Gotta keep your hoes happy. Did you see that video where like, so there's a video and it's a black lady. And she's talking about how she does this for her hoes. She pulls up on this hoes like, you got to take care of these hoes. One of my hoes said he was hungry, and I was already bringing another hoe some food. Her name is Erica. I don't know. I follow her on. She's on my Facebook friends list. Yep. You the hoes. She's from Michigan, too. She's funny. You the hoes. But, yes, I was the hoes. Mm -hmm. Yo, she would literally randomly message me, slide through on the late night. 8, 30, 9 o'clock always. Like 9, 30, 10 o'clock on Mm -hmm. the late night. Bring some drink. Mm-hmm. Talk me, talk to me nice. Mm-hmm. Get me, you know what I'm saying? Have a getting little something. Draws, huh? And then getting my draws. Well, how do you feel? Do you feel used? <laughs> Yo, I was the host. <laughs> then I was talking to the, my boys about it. I'm like, dog, I I feel away. But but I feel away. Is this the right button? How nope. do you feel? Nope. I What's I feel the away. Way? I feel away. I feel away, man. Like and so, like as a man who's typically supposed to be not so in touch with his emotions in regards to sex and just being used for sex. You feel a certain way. How do you think the hoes really feel? Like the other hoes, like, you know, the ho hoes. <laughs> like, you know, the what? bitches. <laughs> the what? The bitches. How do you think bitches feel when the same situation happens to them? Shout out my guy, Intellect, and Instagram. Oh, what up? BLC Music Online. Oh, we I in can't here. wait till we get back. Squad shit. Um, but, um... But yeah, uh, how did you said you felt a certain way? I felt the way, man. I felt like <laughs> I, I understood karma's a bitch. Yeah, you got some karma coming back to you though. Then don't you like? That was my karma. <laughs> you, that was look, my karma. I was the host. Look, look, you had a moment. You're like, and you just drop your voice broke. Like, please don't let there be more. Um, Dog, like that shit hit me. I was just like, I was in like a, my jaw hit the ground. I was just in a state of like. You've had a few realizations like that because you've been the hoe before. Like, what about the old the cougar lady that fucked the shit out of you? And you were like, yo, what's up with your homegirl? What's up with your oh, homegirl? Oh yeah, this, yeah, the one that dipped saying. on me in season this one. This has been a theme. Yeah. This is not the first time that you've been the hoes. 
Yo. I just, and you're like, no, this isn't a theme. Am I like, no. But it's only happened twice. That's only happened twice. I'm sure if we unpack a few more things, it may just be more than twice. I don't know, man. Like, I, only because I don't want to tell your business, but we're going to talk about it on the ride to the house. Like, we're going to talk about it. But I think there's more. so shady. I just think there's more is what I'm saying. I don't know, man, but that shit, that shit really. I can't even see That shit is fucking with me. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. You the host. But. Uh, I mean, everybody, everybody plays the fool. Isn't that a whole song? Everybody plays the fool. Sometimes. Go ahead, sing it. It says sometimes. No exceptions to the rule. Mm-hmm. Hoo-hoo. Listen. Anyways. Okay. I'm, uh, yeah, that, that's, I've sang twice on this episode. Yeah, I'm, I don't I'm sing done. them. Okay, so what other realizations have you had, Mike? Um, another realization that I, that I had. Um, this episode brought to you by... Shady friend Tasha Rose is all about Mike and his realizations. Yeah, today. Uh, so, well, well, you know what? Wait, wait, no, wait. before before we get there. Yeah, let's take one step back. Let let's me do take this. a step back. Let me do this. So, the genesis of this whole podcast was because me and Mike were out here. We're single. We feel like attractive singles. You know, we thought we were ready for some real deal relationships. We thought we've done the work. We've identified kind of what we want. What uh-huh. you know, we've grown a little bit. So we've kind of been chronicling, chronicling, is that how you say it? Chronicling, yep. Yep. Um, our dating life, kind of. Journaling. Sort of. Journaling. I don't know, vlogging. I don't know what we call it now. Podcasting. <laughs> We're potting our dating We're life. We're potting our dating life. And um, y'all have been through here, been here for some ups and some downs. And so we're kind of just looking back, having been at it now for a little while, at least I've talked about it. I feel like the first time we talked about the podcast was last summer. We, yep. we didn't start doing it to the fall, but we had it's been an idea for a while. So it's been on our mind. And we've come to the conclusion that, you know, there's been some realizations. Like, I know I'm, I'm needy and greedy. Um, I know that I've said a few times, like, I'm dating with intention and I'm saving myself for my husband. And then... The very next episode, I'm like, I'm going to choose loneliness over rejection. And so um, sometimes we're just not as ready as we think we are. Right. Very true. um, Mike. I realize that I still have a lot to work on. I still have a lot that I have to do and that I'm not completely ready for a relationship yet. As much as I want one, as much as I crave that connection and and love, I feel like it would be unfair for me to continue to work on myself and fix some things about myself and have somebody along for the ride because I feel like People someone will get will hurt, get hurt deeper. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? During that process of fixing myself. Ah, uh, you know, cause I'm, I'm a woman. Now, I I've, feel like that's a cop out. It's not it. How? Um, and Let I, me ask you this really quick. Would you rather somebody say, Hey, you know, we've been dealing with each other, whatever for a minute, but in this time, I've realized that as Bro, much I'd as pissed. why I mean, no, wait, I can't say why, because if you've invested time, 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 energy, emotion, resources, and emotions, I mean, this isn't. But that's also why on the live I was just talking what do you mean about resources like it's not cheap dating. It's not cheap to do these things unless you're taking care of everything. Yeah, I, I usually take care of everything. OK, well, I'm a cheap date. Yeah, but, okay. I I guess I'm not a cheap date, and so therefore I I like to not always but, make that. Well, I can't say I can't say I take care of everything because okay. you know what I'm saying. But at the but, end of the day, it's like. But wait, wait, wait. Let me finish. Uh-huh. I'll let you finish. But this is exactly why I said last week when we were live that um, I have to have some type of timeline 
Like if we don't know that this is going to be more or we're going to commit to the process of making it more um, within a certain amount of months or weeks or whatever it is, I got to call it to avoid those additional hurt feelings, to avoid feeling like you're wasting your time. I mean, I'm a woman that spent almost six years with a man who I ended up not marrying. You know what I mean? And that just seems reckless. And so I, I, I have a timeline for that very reason to avoid some of, some of the shit that people go through. But go ahead. So that's why I, I, I feel like it's a cop out. But we know me and Mike see things very differently all the time. Um, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to we're going to unpack this one because I feel like this is this is one. I feel like, you know, for me, if you I feel, I feel like. The deeper that it gets mm-hmm. and knowing that there's certain things that I still have to fix. Mm-hmm. The harder that the negativity that happens is going to hit. Explain that. I don't understand. Like. Uh, you're saying now, like, for example, say say I was still in a cheating phase. Mm-hmm, but you're not. Yeah. Hopefully. Say, but no, I'm saying like, I'm gonna use this as an example. But say that I had an issue with cheating. Right. Mm-hmm. Which at some point you did. I did. And I bring you along. I'm, I'm like, y'all want this. I want to be with you. Mm-hmm. Now, would you rather me say, hey, I need to fix this about myself before we jump into a commitment? Before we get into a full blown commitment and say, hey, I, I need to fix some things before I give you 100 percent of me. And then or would you or would you rather stay in a relationship while I'm fixing myself and end up getting cheated on? OK, so and he- you're going to say if you want to fuck with other bitches, why don't you be single? Well, damn it. I tried. OK, so here's the thing. Uh, you're dealing with a generality and I have some very specifics in my head. Here's my problem with your whole. I can't see what they say. Um, here's my problem. You're already past that. We talked recently a couple weeks ago about how you're in the best position or the most ready position you've ever been in your life to have a healthy, committed, meaningful relationship. Right. So right. the whole cheating phase doesn't ex- like that's no longer a question. No, but Some it's, it's a, just as an example. But it's a terrible example because that's an obvious thing. But that's an obvious thing. No, I'm not going to date a cheater. No, I wouldn't do that. But what are you identifying that you still need to work on? That's because le- I feel like you're saying you're, you're not ready because you still need to work on things. But those are the less obvious things. And so my question that I posed to you is, how do you measure when you're ready? When I mean, we know there's this whole 80 20 principle. You fucking preach this shit to me so Absolutely. much last season. I did. And so we know no one's going to be entirely perfect. And it has so, nothing to do with the other person. Right. But at some point, because I was just telling you this, feelings are a fleeting thing. Your anger passes, that whole overjoyed, overwhelmed with how great it is, those things pass because fleeting emotions are fleeting. But if you commit to the process of having a healthy, successful, relationship not successful we'll say healthy meaningful relationship uh-huh. you're committing to the process that is that 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 is and it's a process for a reason because it's not perfect you should always be working and i will say and this is kind of why i feel like it's a cop out and it's so fucking unfair to women women's brains are designed to multitask we can be doing multiple things chasing multiple goals concurrently whereas men are not designed to multitask the brain just doesn't handle it backed by science go fucking google it quote me so 
it's hard for women to digest that I got to work on me because the expectation is that women should be working on them, securing the bag and being open to a relationship where we have to then accept the rhetoric from a man that I'm not ready to be the man for you because I still got to work on me. Well, what the fuck do you think I've been doing? Working on me this whole time doesn't mean that I'm not ready for a relationship. So as a person who comes from that different brain chemistry and makeup, it's hard to digest the I'm not ready because I still have to work. Because in my mind, you should always be working. So that feels like a cop out to me. That's why I but say that. But that work, until that work is completed. How you're are not you about, measuring that? You're not about to move it to a house that's incomplete, are you? No, but how do you measure when it's complete? A house is a very measurable thing. We know when the roof is there, the plumbing's in there, the electrical's there. We can tell when that's complete. So my question to you, I, I can understand and I respect as a man, you feel like there's some things you have to work on. I mm-hmm. understand that. How are you measuring the working on it. How are you identifying what needs to be worked on? Because in the meantime, while you're entertaining people and getting ready, you're dragging people along and they may feel misled, abused. And at this dog, like, and you're right. We're not kids no more. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I, I can't deny that. And if someone is upset or hurt by that, I can't, they're, 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 it's valid. And I will say, like, not in your defense, but in defense of this position, I appreciate the honesty because really what you're trying to do by saying, oh, I feel like I'm not ready is be preemptive or proactive and minimizing the damage you may do. But it doesn't take up. It doesn't it doesn't take away the stuff that's already been done. Yeah. But again, if you were to implement something like, yo, I know if like nine, 12 weeks, I don't feel this moved. I got to cut short and loose and never go back. You wouldn't have that much problem. But you're more of the oh, you just know when you know it could be your person and you could entertain them for three years. On the fourth year, you're finally ready. And that's just why I could never, I don't, I can't go for that. I feel you. So, but Mike, and so my question is, when men say they need to work on it and you've acknowledged that you've made great strides financially, some of your social, emotional things for yourself, like your mental health, how, your, how you feel about Mike, those things have improved greatly. Oh yeah, over absolutely, the last three years. absolutely. So, so I went say, from I went from not believing that I can, you know, what I'm saying, be a, a responsible man, be proud of myself, you know, what I'm saying, do things that I never thought that I could do, and now I'm in this position to where everything has been coming together for me yeah. in my life, and I'm happy with who I am. But so what I are can we working also on? I can also recognize when I need work still. So so, and you don't have to answer because these things are super personal. But I would always. I feel like I need to work on not being afraid, not being afraid of fucking up. How do we work on that? How do you work on that? If it's Um, not by trial and error and being honest with someone, because it also sounds like someone was ready potentially to commit to you in the process of making a relationship work. And part of that is, and I'm not a professional by any means, but I'm a well-read bitch. Okay. I've done my research. Um, Part of it is we know that no man or no woman is perfect. You're going to fuck up. Absolutely. And we know that it happens in your relationship outside of cheating and being malicious with deceit and taking advantage of another person. We as women all also have to accept that men are going to fuck up. It's not perfect. But if you're not in the safe space of that relationship and what you've created and someone who's equally as committed to the process of having a healthy functioning relationship how do you improve on feeling better about fucking up so i'm gonna i'm gonna preface this with something that's going on here yeah so real quick shout out to everybody that's um 
I wish I could see you guys. I got my glasses. He got the phone far yeah, away. Yeah, shout out to everybody that's in the Instagram live right now. About to shut the live off so y'all can tune in on Wednesday. Uh, follow us on uh, What in the Relational Fuck podcast. On check the link tree in the in the all, all the bios. platforms. Check the link. Yeah, click the link tree in my bio. Follow WITRF podcast. Um, but my guy Steffo said, "Jump." That's how. Oh God, I say that. Now to you wait, all wait, time. wait. Pull I was gonna say. Trigger. I was gonna say, Tasha, you have told me numerous times. Pull the trigger. Pull the trigger. Now, Pull the trigger. I'm afraid of heights. Fuck off, bro. I'm Listen, getting, I, wait, I can, sorry, I love you. I love you, and I'm your hard accountability partner. I'm the tough love friend. It's not honest. It's not disrespectful. You know, at all times, I'm coming from a place of love, and I may not tell you or may not say the shit you want to hear, but it's worth hearing. But go ahead. Shout You're out afraid to my guy, heights. Julian. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Upstairs gang in the building. Um, I, I am, and I think it's because of the times that I did jump. And I I I, I hit the uh, Trevor from Fresh Prince. Oh God, Jesus! Hillary Banks, <laughs> will you marry me? And I will say, me. unfortunately, sir, not to be the shady friend, but to be the honest, open, and accountable friend. And you can call me on my bullshit, but be, be ready for this. It's not going to be a shady friend comment. I feel a little hypocrisy in that statement. Because you're always telling me your person is going to be your person, right? Yeah. And they're going to be yours. and they're, So you just have to keep shooting, right? We tell people all the time, it's a numbers game. Keep shooting. Pull the trigger. Pull. That's, what, that's what pulling the trigger is, is shooting your shot, right? So why is it because you failed before, should you not be open and at least open-minded and willing to pull the trigger knowing you only failed before because that person wasn't your person? If you're forward thinking and you tell me all the time, oh, what's meant for you is going to be for you, you should be able to keep trekking forward. Easier said than done, obviously, because there's emotional consequences and repercussions. But if this situation failed because it's not your person, as you tell me all the time, why can't you go with an open mind and an open heart to the next thing? What is there to be fearful for if you know that what your person's out there and you have to stay open minded to it? But I feel like you said that part, like I say all the time, my person is going to be my person. Right. So, so the failure isn't if, personal. So even if I feel like I still have to work on myself, that person is going to be my person when the time comes. Yes. When it when it's when it's. I hear you and I don't and I hate it. I hate that you say that because I feel like. You're, I have to take my person now. Not that you have to even take as it. I am, if I feel like I need work, I have to take my person now. In a way. Yeah. No, because. When, that when, when get, are you going to be ready? That person is going to hate me in the process. That's not true. That's that's fear. That's a limiting belief right there. That person. You know what? You're going, you know what? You're absolutely that right. That person you're, isn't you're, going to hate you. That person loves and respects you enough to know that this is a process. So my question to you is always going to be: When do you get committed to the process? Because if you're acknowledging no one's ever perfect, eighty twenty, your person's going to be your person. When do you pull the trigger and just respect that it's a process? Bruh, I got a book for you to read. It's called Chop Wood, Carry Water. It's about respecting the process. And um, I think, like, love is an emotion and it's fleeting, but a relationship takes work. And so I hear you. And I just, it hurts me for you because I think you have great opportunities in front of you and you have a fear of something that you're going to have to work through. And I think it's just such a huge limiting belief because I think you're a solid person and you're a great guy and you mean well. And even when you fuck up, you mean well. Like you just had this hard conversation, right? But you were doing it with good intentions and trying to keep other people in mind. And so I, I appreciate the fuck out of that. But when do you just commit to the process and not be so discouraged or 
um, afraid, discouraged, or um, yeah, not afraid. I don't want to say afraid because I I don't think you're afraid. I think you get discouraged. I think there's a little roadblock and it makes you stop, pause, and question everything instead of being committed to the vision you had in front of you. And so, oh, maybe I'm not ready, but we learn and we grow in those failures. And the whole point of being in a healthy relationship is that it's a safe space to grow and learn. It's not personal. You're not trying to cheat on her. You're not trying to disrespect her. You're not. But really what's happening is you're questioning yourself and what you bring and the person that you are. And I don't even think there's a reason to question that. And I think the woman for you is going to be like, yo, I hear you. You sound afraid, but I'm for you. I'm with you. It's a process. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect, but I'm committed to working at it. But would you be committed to the work? Because I feel like you get, it gets a little hard and you take two steps back like you're not ready. Maybe that's what it is. I'm, I'm not committed to the work while in the relationship just yet. Yeah, but that's, I feel like. Is it wrong that I want to be 100% ready and on my terms? I don't think it's wrong. I would say that as someone who loves you and cares for you, I think you deserve better. I think that's than what I'm giving I, myself than what you're giving yourself. Okay. No one's ever going to be a hundred percent perfect. We're not, that's not it. We, you should always have a growth mindset. You should always be changing and growing. There is no perfect, but for you to say you're, uh, you're more ready than you've ever been. Why not take the shot on you? But like, and so a fear of mine is with the fear of committing to the process, those things carry over in other parts of life, not just relationship. Right. But you've mm-hmm. addressed some of that in some of your areas in life. So why do you think you're not ready for to address it in the relationship? Um, I and don't I, know. And I feel like me and you have like opposite problems here. I'm like the type of bitch like, I know I just have to respect the process. <laughs> so my person could be any person. I don't always feel like that. Like I know when to cut them loose early. But like when I get a good feel, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm ready to commit to the process and see, you know, what this could be. And that's how I end up in long term relationships all the time. Um, but I don't know. I love you and I want the best for you. And I think that you get in a place and I, and I know that your love language is words of affirmation and maybe there just haven't been enough people affirming you. Um, and I think sometimes you need to take that upon yourself and affirm yourself and watch your negative self-talk because I think you are ready. I think you're just a little afraid and that makes you pump the brakes and you're trying to be honest. So you overshare and now hurts people's feelings and you'll be and i don't mean to hurt anybody's I, feelings i know that but that's exactly why i also think you're you're ready you're more ready than you think you are you're well-intentioned you're being honest up front you're communicating like what what would you ask for a partner if it's not those things like if if the shoe was on the other foot what would you want from a partner when is when would you be able to identify a ready partner what does that look like for me and uh, a ready Michael? No, no, no. A ready partner. Like I, You're out there dating and you're like, oh, I could tell she's really done the work. She's really ready. What does that look like to you? I don't know. And, but it's all about actions for me. And so like, and, but even that statement alone is, it, it goes back to my question. Women, women have a How tendency to. How do you know when to, you're ready if you don't know what ready looks like? And you're going to hate me for saying this, but. It changes with every person, every relationship. Yeah. Like, but so people show people show that they're ready differently. But your boundaries are your boundaries. The self work you've done to be the best man you could be—that's work that you've done, and you should be able to stake your claim on it. That should be visible. So I know from meeting you back in 2014 to knowing 2021, Mike, you've done the work. You're more ready, and I said this than you've ever been. You, have, you, but that's you because, say this often because I've seen it. I, as someone who's been working on being ready, I can kind of see what ready looks like, and I just don't see how you fail to see that in yourself. 
I think one thing about me is I. Yeah, that's got deep. I want to crack a joke, Mike. I want to. Okay, check this out. (laughs) Knock, knock. Who's there? Banana. Banana who? Knock, knock. (laughs) Who's there? Banana. Banana who? (laughs) Knock, knock. Nigga, who's there? Banana. Fuck off. Okay, one more time. Knock, knock. Who's there? Orange. Orange who? Orange, you're glad I didn't say banana again? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you could have came up with a dad joke. You way better than that. Um, but oh, yeah. shit. No, like, I just think, I think you get a little fearful, and you need to just continue to jump. You're I more think, ready than you've ever been. I think one of the things I'm afraid of is possibly wanting more than what one person is giving me. What oh, if I like run into what if I run into fulfill your needs? Yeah, what if I run into if I meet somebody who I click with a lot better? <laughs> um, I mean, here's the thing. Ooh. Because even as a single man, mm-hmm. like I still keep my options open. Got to sow them royal oats, is that what they say? <laughs> That's <laughs> terrible. No, but I I still keep my options open and I still have conversations. You know what I'm saying? But there's been times where I've had extremely incredible conversations that I, I'm a turn the fucking stop. Looking no, I'm at the sucking game. my teeth at you. I can't even look at you right now because I'm now I'm about to be the shady friend, but I'm gonna let you finish. Why do you always ha- stop? Because I got something for you. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Nah, nope. I don't even want to now. All I'm right, being very honest. You are being honest. I'm going to be honest right back with you. I didn't ask for your honesty. <laughs> you can have other fulfilling, rewarding relationships in your life with the opposite sex. You're right. You and your partner define what boundaries are your own in your relationship. You don't have to have your grandparents or your mother's relationship. You define the boundaries of your relationship. You can have someone that you turn to. Mike, me and you are this. We do this all the time. Yeah. We have great conversations. We have great chemistry. We have all these great things, but we have boundaries. And it's a fulfilling relationship in your life. Every woman that you click with does not have to be fucked. She does not have to be put on the pedestal that your partner deserves. So it's, what do you mean is the grass greener? Like, my nigga, like, are you getting fucked and sucked? And does she like you? Does she care for you? Does she care for your spirit? Why would you be out there seeking anything else? That should be one person's lane only at one time. You can have other platonic fulfilling relationships. You're right. You're, you're absolutely right. So why would you keep your eye? Like, I don't get this whole keep Like I said, there's certain open. things that I have to work on. And, but I have to work on knowing that. If mm-hmm. I if this is my if this is somebody that I click with on a different level, mm-hmm. I don't have to look for a relationship in them. Okay, so you're past the physical cheating, but maybe not the emotional cheating. Is that or what you're mental. saying? Or mental cheating? Then that again sounds like a process thing. You have to respect the process and the work that goes into a committed relationship, and have that. But that also like you should be in a place where you're comfortable enough. And um, shout out like we did a couple up. We did an episode back on season one where we asked people about um cheating and why they think people cheat or what do you wish you knew before you got married and someone's feedback was you know cheating comes from a breakdown in communication where people are fearful to admit they're not getting everything that they need but until you have that conversation with someone about what needs you feel like aren't being met there's no need to step outside of that you just have to let someone know i recently read many mind readers they want to get them your man wants to give you what you want but you, you gotta, gotta tell, tell us right and same thing with a woman. If your needs aren't being met, you have to find a way to have that conversation. And then if she's not willing to meet your needs, 
fine. You bounce. You leave. You walk away. That's her not willing to do the work that it takes to have a fruitful, filling, emotionally rewarding relationship. But why step outside of your relationship that you're supposed to be committed to if you haven't even had that conversation? You got to be willing to communicate. But that's part of respecting the process and the boundaries and the things that are a relationship. Damn, sounded like Dr. Phil in here. Come on in. No, we got food. We greedy. You good. What you got? Okay. Oh. oh, oh, damn. Okay. Well, carrying right along. Um, <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, why? I think, I think right now, because you've made sacrifices, you kind of sat your ass on the porch for a little while, got your life together. Now yeah. you're ready for the streets in a proverbial way, right? Not necessarily like you want to be a hoe. For the streets. No, no, no. I'm saying like <laughs> you sat out. Like people were out there playing the game. You sat out. You got right. You are ready. You made the big boy choices. You made the sacrifices for your family to get financially stable, to make growth and have progress in your professional life. You had to sacrifice things. What makes you think you're not ready to like hold the line and sacrifice that instant gratification for this successful relationship? Because I, how do I put this in words? Because you haven't done it yet, but you won't do it until you're in a relationship and you practice the skill of having the conversation and discovering your own boundaries. You got to pull the trigger. Is that my conscience? Yeah, it was. You got to pull your. You got to pull the trigger. You're right. Like I just, I have to. You had enough practice relationships. I have. Yes. You're absolutely right. I have. And I think you just got a little fearful, but then find your support. Find the people that you talk to. You're feeling a certain way. Reach yeah. out to your friends. Maybe the first conversation you have isn't necessarily with the person you're partnering with. Maybe you take the time to I mean, digest my, it. I mean, one of my friends told me yesterday, don't do some shit that's going to, don't, don't self-sabotage. Yeah, don't self-sabotage. We're terrible at that. I'm terrible with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I love you. Can I tell you what I realized? What'd you realize? <laughs> now that we just, I just broke down. All, I'm sorry. I was, I'm sorry. No, this has been good because we had an episode all about Tasha. So this is, this is uh, um, all about Mike episode. What did I realize recently that I give mixed signals? So, like, um, you know, I might have been in a little situation talking to somebody, been a little bit, and I'm consistently kind of saying what I want. Like, oh, yeah, I'm ready for a relationship. Oh, yeah, I want these things in the future. Then I instantly double right back and say, oh, but you're single. Or, but, you know, I, I don't want to be married. Or I just say certain things that are so contradictory to what's in my head and how I want to move in my relationship. And it gives the men sometimes that I deal with mixed signals. Were, this, were the sandwiches done? Okay. And so I, um, <laughs> I don't know. I just have to be better about my language. And it took me back to the four agreements. You know, don't take anything personal. Yeah. Don't make any assumptions. Be impeccable with your word and try your best. And so, like, I don't know. I just realized I give mixed signals and i want these things i want these things no um but i just got to be better about being upfront about what i want um better with my own boundaries what i'm not willing to accept and yeah so and i'm hella sensitive i'm a fucking cry baby um i'm greedy um i'm a fucking cry baby yeah i realize that i will fucking cry i think i say that though i feel like mike looks like a puppy a sad puppy dog why do you feel like you're a crybaby? I'm definitely a crybaby. And I, I guess I will say also, I recently came to the realization, um, some of the work that I did before I thought I was ready for a relationship, I identified my insecurities and I tried my best to work on those 
So when those things came up in a relationship, I didn't make it. So my partner was making me insecure. These are things that I felt before and I've addressed them. And so they're no longer an issue. And so I'm, I'm getting, I'm grappling with some things that I never thought were insecurities that may be some deep rooted insecurities. Like I'm a single fucking mom and my kids are kind of a complicated case. And so for any man to date me seriously with intention and like marry and, you know, have more kids, like you got to be willing to accept my kids. And that may be a whole thing. And, um, you know, my boys are adopted. They're biologically my nephews. And one of them is disabled. And in my mind, I'm like, yo, who wouldn't date somebody that shows up for the people that puts in the hard work that sacrifices. But in reality, bitch, you're a single mom with a disabled kid. Like men may not want that. And so I didn't think about it until like I had to have that conversation. I'm like, wow, like I felt like the biggest, best decision I've made in my life has been a deterrent. And I now know other people have said this to me, too. Like, oh, your kids kind of, you know, I was I was leery with the kid situation. And so it's not just I'm a single mom, but like I'm a single mom with high maintenance kids. Um, And so there was that. And then just other things like some body things that I thought I had worked on pretty well. So they didn't create an issue for me what do you mean some body things like um god mike you want me to expose myself um <laughs> and i mean like expose my emotional self like i don't know like just the weight loss i wasn't mike you always say i look better fat but whatever i don't ever say fat not fat <laughs> i say fat sorry that's my language not his language that's mine but you're like you like you you thought i looked good with the weight And you think I still look good with the weight off and but you realize how much weight it was lost. And so there's just certain things like about my body that I'm like, damn, this is the body I worked for. Like I worked hard for this. And it's just still in, in some ways not good enough. And it made me think the other day about women who give birth to children or get pregnant and their bodies change. And I could not imagine sacrificing my body for someone who's so ungrateful. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so, like, I've seen it. Your body's changing. It's not even the body that you know anymore. And somebody's going to turn their nose up at you at your stretch marks or that your boobs don't sit Yo, as first high. of all, shout and out like, to all the stretch marks out there. Shout <laughs> out to the mom titties. All of that. So it's like, all of that. These are insane. Real niggas don't care. Real niggas don't care about that. We don't care about the uh, stretch marks and the mom titties. I guess. I will lick from the stretch mark down here to the nipple right here. It's not I gonna guess. be a lot of it's not gonna be a lot of space between those, but we there. <laughs> Love y'all. <Mwah. laughs> um, but I was just thinking about that, and so as I'm confronting some of these things and um, being honest with myself, like these are things I thought I had worked on and I thought I was ready. But are you watching this basketball game? Was you just looking at that game? Was you just looking at that game? No. <laughs> I was actually thinking. Okay, you were deep in thought. But yeah, so I thought I had worked on and addressed some of my insecurities. And I guess another thing is when you do get discouraged on your journey for this healthy relationship, go back and revisit some of the work that you've done. And so like I know I personally journal and keep track and I have like a reading list of things that I've done. Sometimes I go back and revisit some of that stuff. And it does remind me of the progress, but it also helps me in those moments where I feel less accomplished in that on that goal. To kind of re-strengthen what I should be doing and what I should be thinking about, what I should be addressing. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, I've been talking to someone and I just had some moments of like, uh, damn, I ain't done as much work or maybe I'm not as ready. 
but I am going into it with an open mind and I am trying to be better about the way I talk about things um, as far as my desires and what I want. Um, and so I still feel ready and like, yeah, maybe I'm not perfect, but I'm coming with good intentions and I feel like I want these things and I can put words to them. And if that's what you want and you have the same intentions and you feel for me the way I feel for you, then why not pull the trigger? So I just think that we come from different sides of the the uh, the coin on that one. I'm afraid to jump off that cliff. I ain't going to front. I'm not going to lie. I am. And that's ultimately really what it comes down to. That's one thing that I really have to work on. I have to just jump. Yeah. But I'm afraid to jump. Yeah, you got to jump. I think. Um, Wait, this, I'm afraid to fall out the sky. <laughs> I think, you know, just coming from my background and my childhood and my upbringing and whatnot, like. I always had to take a chance on me. There weren't a lot of people that would take a chance on me. So I've always been quick to shoot, quick to pull the trigger. If nobody's going to take a chance on me, for me, with me, if it ain't me, then who else? You know what I mean? So I'm just out here like, mm, I got to keep trying. I owe myself better and more. And so I'm, I'm always going to bet on me. As you should. Yeah. As you should, sir. Bet on the works. I'm not a gambling guy. I'm not, look, I'm risk. I'm not a gambling guy. I lose $5, I'm mad. I'm risk adverse as fuck, but I also do, like, risk analysis. I be thinking about it. That's why I have my I just checklist. Told somebody, I just told somebody shit the other day, and I need to take my old advice. Uh, we walk outside every day fucking gambling right. with our lives. Absolutely. Every single fucking day. You see day. the way I drive? Every day, Yeah, dude. you, you, you got to stop. <laughs> 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 Nigga, I be in the car with you. <laughs> you yeah, gambling with both of us. You got all two hands of dice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> nah, but like I told somebody, you gotta you walk outside every day gambling with your life. Mm-hmm. You don't know if you're gonna come back home or not. No. But you're afraid of matters of the heart. Exactly. That's why you gotta give it your best and just Fuck take me a chance for on that. not taking my own advice. Look, man, that's episode I'm not too sure. Was it six? I don't know. Six? I don't know what episode this. Damn, we done fucked up. See, normally we do an intro, we hear some music, we talk about what episode it is. Yo, Thank everybody. Normally we do this in the beginning too. Normally we lead with this. Want to thank everyone um, who regularly taps in. Well, I want to be clear on this. There is a YouTube channel, W I T R F Podcast. Oh, this is episode seven. W I T R F Podcast on YouTube. We go live every other Wednesday. Yep, yep. Pull up. Let's talk about it. If you guys had some insights, if you guys wanted to ask questions or pick our brains or you wanted to contribute to the conversation hop up or um, pull up on a, sh- a live stream with us shout out to everybody that's tuned in people that have came up to the show shout out to yep. my guy callie reed quest mccody my homegirl Brittany. you know what I'm we'd had a few people pull up Mel, i mean know, there's been a few of yeah, them yeah everybody has been you know what i'm saying giving their input on the show everybody people that uh like and subscribe make sure you like and subscribe turn your notifications on yo leave a comment i personally respond to those say something i'm i'm like, you ain't got to shoot your shot, but we can at least shoot the shit. You feel me? Facts. So, um, <laughs> episode seven down. We Mike, here. Mike wants to have an off-the-air conversation. No, I, I want some. He's itching. No, no, no. I want my food. <laughs> I'm hungry. Yeah. Well, um, shout I out love to, you, Mike. Uh, shout out to my guy, P. Washington, Rebel X Studios. Uh, shout out to my guy, Intellect, BOC Music. Already know what it is. Tasha Rose. Yeah. Mike D. from BC. Shout out to all your regular listeners and supporters and tell a friend to tell a friend. Yeah, I'm trying to actually, uh, if anybody from L.A. What? How? It's not, because I'm going to be in L.A. next month. I want to link and do some podcasts with some people out there. Oh, while shit. I'm, out I'm, there. Tr- I'm trying to get out to, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah, we'll I'm going to see, you know what I'm saying? We might be in L.A., might be uh, doing oh, some, yeah. trying to create a podcast episode while we out there. So Let's do it. 
tap in. Shout out to my cousin Brandon and his girlfriend. Yeah, shout out to Brandon yeah. and his girlfriend. Yeah. You'll, you'll know later. It's okay. All right. We out.